All right, welcome everybody to the latest MX Vice SMX Review Show podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd first like to thank our sponsors in Golf Racing Fuels, Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASU Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, welcome Brad Wheeler to the podcast. How's life, mate? And thanks for joining us. And Hit us up with that even strokes code as well before we get started. Yeah, so we'll see the uh, even strokes code is Brad Wheeler 10. Put that in at the checkout and that gets 10% off uh, anything you buy at evenstrokes.com. And I've got these lovely little hats, Vice Life hats coming out. They should be on the website pretty soon, along with a load of other MX Vice merch like hoodies, t shirts, etc. So, um, yeah, head on over and uh, Brad Wheeler 10, 10% off. So, and yeah, like I'd said, anything you did by even strokes does help us keep doing these podcasts. So um yeah, cheers. Yeah, well said, mate. And they obviously with the SMX playoffs starting this week in Charlotte, how excited are you, mate? Apparently the teams, the riders, the response has been pretty cool. I guess it's an interesting mentality shift as well for a lot of these guys because they usually be having a break, you know, in their schedule going on holiday, obviously, aside from the few team members and riders that go to the nations and this kind of stuff. So I guess they're ready to achieve something special, ready for some more money. So it should be interesting to see how it all pans out, mate. Yeah, I think um, the buzz has kind of picked up on the whole SMX thing. I think when they first sort of mentioned it, it was kind of not frowned upon, but just like, oh, it's just going to be like three Monster Cup type races but um yeah it kind of seems to have sort of picked up a bit of traction people are looking forward to it riders are looking forward to it um yeah and obviously there's a there's a lot of money up for grabs there's the whole can jet carry on the whole like undefeated thing with uh likes of web and people like that turning up on the on his new star yamaha and things like that it should be I'm, I'm looking forward to it i've had a look at the track maps the tracks look a lot more they are kind of more hybrid than a normal monster cup sort of track there's some like fast sweeping turns there's some sort of big rolling jumps uh, so split section yeah 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 cool little split section as well in the first one so yeah it should be interesting just kind of see um how it sort of all it sort of all pans out. There's obviously this two motor format as, as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, I'm just excited for just a bit more racing, really. It's like yeah. usually, sort of, yeah, it's finished now, and then you're kind of just sitting around with your thumb up your ass till January, waiting for us, waiting for a one. So yeah, it's good. Good to see them <laughs> back out there, and then sort of straight into the straight into the nations as well. So. That's yeah, it sort good. of kicks off good that good run in pretty nicely with a bang, doesn't it, mate? So obviously there's no thing, I guess, in terms of MXGP and obviously some British and some ADAC, which is keeping everyone else interested. But yeah, MXGP off weekend. So Super Motocross has kind of got the stage this weekend to really kick it off with a bang. So it'll be fascinating, mate. And I guess the key questions heading in are, can Lauren's domination continue in both classes, especially in the case of Jet? But it won't be as easy, obviously. There should be a bit more chaos. Obviously, the shorter motos, 
Obviously, the fitness and fatigue will definitely still play a part, not as much as usual, but obviously a lot less demanding conditions. But it should make for some interesting sort of racing and how it all plays out with the track and who can adapt and adjust their style best. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. A lot of focus and concentration will have to be kept as well in this sort of more high-intensity, closer racing. It's a lot different to what they've been used to. So how do you reckon these guys will have used the last couple of weeks, I guess, resting and then back on the sort of Supercross training, really, because you hear a lot of the guys saying they'll have Supercross settings in their bike for the weekend and suspension and then work from there depending on how things work and how comfortable they are so it'll certainly be an interesting one keeping track of what changes are made to bikes and how each rider adapts to it yeah i think um i think you're silly if you think the hunt that hunter and jet aren't going to sort of carry on being the guys to be heading into smx the yeah like you said i think uh, after Ironman, I think they probably would have had a week off just to sort of recharge a little bit. 11 rounds going across the country just, just takes it out of you, I'd imagine. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I think it, the smart move would be sort of have a week to sort of recharge those batteries. And then, yeah, I'd imagine it's just a, mainly super cross tested with a few sort of faster sections thrown in there. Um, yeah, I think, I think super cross suspension will be the, the likely choice like it's still in a, a stadium per se it's not in a speedway but the dirt is being brought in so it's going to be like relatively packed down isn't going to get super rough like like a millville or a southwick or something like that it's going to it's going to be probably just like a little bit of chatter here and there so i think the supercross suspension would be fine um <clears throat> yeah but um i think i think jet is the clear favourite heading in. If if he were sort of if he had an outdoor season like Frandis and Osborne when they won their outdoor titles where they weren't really getting great starts, they were sort of just bulldogging the way through the pack. You could argue that that's it, well, you can't argue it. It's just not that easy to do that in Supercross. Um, start is a much more start dependent sport because obviously it's a lot tighter. The rhythms are, everyone's kind of doing the same rhythms for the most parts, but jet starts have just been dynamite all year. If he's not got the whole shot, he's pretty much in the lead by the fourth corner. Um, barring, Should be interesting, actually, like you said, about the starts with the obstacles, there probably won't be as many areas, like you don't have whoops for that level of separation the elite guys get. So it should be pretty close, I'd imagine, the starts, the onus will be on them even more, would you say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could definitely sort of see someone like like a master pool getting the whole shot and sort of definitely running up inside that top three just because, yeah, like you said, whoops are a, a, such a big separator for the guys that are good at them, like Jet, like Chase. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, without the whoops, it's sort of just fast doubles, some tabletops, um, nothing these guys haven't hit. A million times over so um yeah the first i'm just looking at the track map now the first kind of the first round is kind of just got one long rhythm section apart from that it's a lot of little doubles some corner hip jumps nothing like this gonna sort of have a massive separation so yeah i think the the start is going to be super dependent if um yeah, if you can box Jet in off the gate, sort of make him sort of start in around 10th, 
and it's uh it's, it'll make for some good racing because i don't think it's it's not going to be the sort of track where he can finesse over bumps sort of wheel tap things soak things up is i think it's going to be a fast pace lap times are going to be really close but <clears throat> i mean he's sort of blown everyone's mind all year so who's to say he's not gonna do exactly the same thing in in the SMAs, he might have been only operating at 70% in the outdoors, who knows? But yeah, I think yeah, the, the I think the only chance really they've got beating him is getting out in front of him and just praying to God he's had a shit start. Yeah, because it's like 20 him. minutes is still a long race, isn't it, mate? Like there's a lot of room for him yeah. to make up ground on these guys as well. And I guess there's not a heap of guys in that class, like you said, that can make it through the field, but one of them certainly is Sexton, and he'll definitely be ready for the challenge ahead, mate, looking to rise to the occasion, even though he's got that team transition on his mind. It'd be definitely interesting to see how he goes because, yeah, there's certainly a lot on his plate, like we've said. And he's uh, if he can get those good starts and, you know, just put it up, there's no reason why he can't get some really good results and even win it because he's got all the skills, he's got all the talent, he's really still strong mentally, even though he's had so many crashes. The bike has obviously had its role and he mustn't feel 100% comfortable with it, as we've seen. And, you know, let's hope he gets through unscathed and he has a good bend-off to his Honda career before he, like we've all heard, is going to KTM. So your thoughts on him, mate? Should be pretty interesting to see how he works it all out. Yeah, I think Chase is probably kind of the only one in the list that's sort of got the speed to match yet, just like straight-up speed. Um, <clears throat> but as we've seen in the Supercross this year, he, I mean, obviously he ended up winning the title and everything, but there was a lot of races where he was out front looking looking good for the win and then just, yeah, that dreaded front end tuck. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he sort of sorted that out because he, yeah, he's kind of the only one I can see sort of running Jet's pace. But then a rider like Justin Barsha, who who can get the start, as we know, he's not, he's not going to just lie down and let you by. He will fight you to the death. And uh, yeah, say he loved every minute of it at the end of the race. But um <clears throat> Yeah, especially on a track like that, sort of fast pace, super crossy, easy to sort of jet could like get by him in a rhythm section, and Barsha could just send him into the cheap seats at the end. Um, <clears throat> yes, and like obviously another rider like Anderson, also another aggressive rider, not gonna take it lying down. Roxon is obviously yeah. back again, not an overly aggressive rider since it's sort of arm issues, but. Another one that's just got sort of blistering, like first few lap speed. Um, like you could get the start and eat and put sort of like six, seven seconds on the rest of the guys. Um, just because he's that good. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he can sort of do that for two twenties. Mm. It always seems like um the the twenty sort of like the seventeen to twenty minute mark has sort of been his Achilles heel in the past. So um be interesting to see if he can manage two twenties. Cause um yeah, I mean twenty minutes on the supercross track is quite a lot. It's a uh, high intensity racing, your heart rate's pretty up there, I'd imagine. Mine is anyway when I do it. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean I'm mean, just casing the fuck out of everything, so it probably doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, it it's gonna be good. And I think I've heard Webb's real happy with the with the Yamaha as well, so yeah, if he can sort of find that sort of twenty nineteen form, um, 
yeah, I think we'll get in for some really good racing. Yeah, mate. Do you think Webb on that Yamaha obviously seems a lot more happier now? He's got the move he wanted after that high profile split. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see with guys like Roxon and Webb how that inactivity for a large chunk plays a role in how their nights pan out and all that kind of thing. But yeah, Webb, pretty cool. Great memories of Charlotte in the past, obviously well known what he's done there. So he'll definitely like that element of challenge and he sort of doesn't mind having that chip on his shoulder being the underdog, obviously coming in with big question marks and it'll be a massive talking point on that bike, how he goes. And he'll definitely be out to prove the doubters wrong and silence the critics, mate. So I guess having a mentality monster like him on the gate definitely puts a bit of the onus and a bit of sort of edge in the other guy's minds as well, doesn't it? Because he's a fierce competitor and he'll be doing everything he can to win, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Person like Webb, yeah, like you said, he's got good memories at Charlotte. Obviously had that. It's like beat Hurling there on 250. He's like probably one of, you count on one hand the number of people that have beat Hurling straight up in general, especially even on the 250. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's gonna, he, he sort of, I think he thrives on the sort of like the underdog, the pressure. I don't know. He's just, yeah, just such a mentally strong rider. Um, yeah, he sort of thrives on the underdog, but also when he gets a bit of confidence, he just runs with it. Um, he could come out sort of, yeah, win that, win the first one or even just sort of lead lead a few laps and sort of find his feet again and then I feel like it's gonna be a real threat um for the remaining sort of two rounds. But yeah, I mean equally he could he could really struggle with just like bike setup and things like that, which wouldn't be surprising. Obviously he's never raced the Yamaha, especially like obviously it's a new Yamaha. So It'd be interesting to see sort of where he stacks up. He's obviously, if he's been speaking to Dylan much, will be interesting. I know Dylan has been pretty vocal about the bike, not super keen on it. So um, yeah, Webb won't want to go through yeah. some more bike struggles after the KTM issues last yeah. year, for sure, mate. But he should be coming in pretty refreshed with the environment anyway, just ready to go at it full tilt. Yeah, yeah, and obviously good good memories at Star Yamaha. He like was. Probably one of the best 250F riders in the world when he was on on the Star Yamaha. So, be be good if he can sort of <clears throat> find that form again. But sort of that's an aggressive Cooper Webb that sort of won in the 2019 and 2021 Supercross titles. And yeah, same for Anderson as well. The mm. if he can find that form that he was sort of found towards the second half of the 2022. 20, yeah, twenty two season, where he just sort of rattled off a load of wins. That would be that would be good as well. Yeah, it should be interesting. The field's pretty stacked. Looking at it, obviously, it could be a lot more mm. stacked with guys like Christian Craig and Malcolm Stewart not there. But it's still a very strong field, that's for sure, mate. And I guess the rest of the guys we haven't touched on yet, guys like Plessinger, he should be pretty good. He's shown what he can do in Supercross and Motocross, but a really consistent, solid. He's been pretty healthy all year. He's had that back issue, but he's been able to race through it. So it's just impressive. He's obviously second in the points, which is no mean feat in that class as well. And I guess Adam C. and Cerullo, he's been saying he's been making some good gains with that arm strength and being able to do a bit more upper body work. So this is how he comes in after a couple of weeks off. And yeah, like we said, Ferrandis as well should be pretty cool seeing him. So I guess... Where do you think, I guess, yeah. they'd be satisfied, Plessinger and AC with top five? Would that be good for them, mate, would you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think Plessinger is just, just happy to be there. Uh, just <laughs> He's just he's just there for a good time. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, since Trillo, he was the last rider to win the Monster Cup, if that's anything to go by. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it's, a lot's happened to him since since winning that Monster Cup, but it's kind of a similar sort of, not vibe, but sort of fast-paced Supercross track. It's not going to be overly strenuous on his wrist or his arm. So, yeah, I could see someone like Adam getting a start and sort of running with it. Definitely ending up on the podium. Um, yeah, I think they, I think he's got to be happy with sort of a top five. It's not <clears throat> if you're obviously the outdoors. There was times where Masterpool and Marchbanks and Harlan were sort of getting in amongst them and sort of it was like yeah, look at the privateer sticking it to the factory guys. Um, sometimes it happens outdoors. It's not an uncommon thing. We've seen it before, but I think if it happens, uh in sort of this scenario, then <clears throat> I think Kawasaki and Cincerello are going to be sort of, quite a, sort of scratching their head a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, but, mate. Yeah, I, I don't really foresee that happening. I think um, I think you're going to see a bit of a separation between the, the factory guys and those privateers, but <clears throat> I'm guessing they're taking three, three riders out of the LCQ. Looks like there's like 19 and a gap, and then like the remaining... 20th to 28th so how good's it gonna be seeing phil nicoletti in the lcq mate he's gonna be all entertainment full of drama full of choice comments afterwards i wonder if they put some lights on the bike get the crutch cam out again it'll be entertaining (laughs) that's for sure yeah i think uh yeah there'll be a few uh few throat slit gestures i think thrown in the lcq um yeah it'd be good if phil can get in he's a he's a character so but yeah, just kind of looking at the list, I think, I think your 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 top three: Nicoletti, Miranda, and Starlin mm. are probably your your smart picks to make it through. Um, <clears throat> obviously Jerry Robin can he's got speed. He's coming off that nasty him. injury though, isn't he? Yeah, he's had a few injuries, and he does tend to chuck it down the track. Um, just kind of does like to find that limit, but um. Yeah, I think I think your smart money is on Nicoletti and Ranza Starling to get through. And is it this is this the same for every round then? I guess each three round these nine LCQ riders are just there. They got to qualify every. Yeah, every I round. think so. It's gonna be interesting, mate. And I guess it'd be cool to see Dean Wilson back on the gate here. Obviously, hasn't done too much racing lately, and yeah, Harlan McElrath. There's plenty of guys in there that can really get amongst it. So, but I guess moving to the two fifty class, mate. Deegan and Hunter yeah. will be going at it again, resume the rivalry. You know, you got to sort of look back at Hayden Deegan's rookie season and think, gee, it's just nothing short of impressive, isn't it, mate? He keeps sort of proving yeah. everyone wrong and showing that, you know, he's put all the work in, he's got the fitness, he's got the stamina, he's got the speed, he's got the intensity, he's got the mindset. It's pretty phenomenal, mate, what he's done. And, yeah, it's obviously going to be hard to beat Hunter, but the 250 class is definitely going to be a pretty intense fight for supremacy you got RJ Hampshire coming back. I guess he sort of feels like he's a bit forgotten heading in, doesn't he, mate, with uh, missing the end of the season there. But Jordan Smith even's coming back. He should be great in this kind of a format too. And, yeah, there's just so many guys. Justin Cooper with the starts looking to lead the 250 class in style. So, And one for you, mate, Max Anstey. Cool to see him back as well. Could do some real damage. Showed what he was all about last year in Supercross and was right up there in speed and mixing it up there with the podiums and wins and whatnot. So pretty fascinating I guess you think this will be the pick of the racing, the two fifty class over the four fifty class as well. I think so, yeah. For like close racing, I think you're gonna get a lot more bar banging in the in the two fifty class. 
yeah, the trap these sort of traps I think could really lend themselves to Deegan. He's not afraid to sort of hang it out, push the limit. Um, so yeah, if he gets a start, you, you could kind of see him just sort of running away with it, but doesn't mind the aggressive just, pass uh, either. No, yeah, not afraid to run it in, but then uh, neither is RJ. I mean, we saw the desperation attempt um, in the in the mud race in the Supercross on Jet, just <laughs> bonsai down the middle of the track. Same with Jordan Smith. Anstey as well, he's not afraid to get those elbows out as well. And obviously he started the season off really strong with like a few podiums in a row. Rode really well in uh, in Birmingham for the World Supercross as well. So he's another one that could get a gate and sort of end up on the box as well. I think um someone like Joe, I feel like he'll struggle. Just the the fast pace is gonna be quite aggressive. Joe's not overly aggressive. Same with uh someone like <clears throat> Vial, um Voland. They're not overly aggressive riders, but Vial could also if he could sort of find the the start form that is took him to two world titles, then um he's one that could sort of run up front but yeah like like the 450s is going to be very start dependent even more so i think in the in the 250s i think the times will be even closer again in the 250s but uh, it'll be interesting seeing those kawasaki's on the topic of starts mate because obviously the star yamaha have been known for the just getting out of the gates so well but obviously they were saying mitch payton he's found something and with the setting and they've had a massive improvement i guess in that Mm. second half of the season for the majority of that with Shimoda, Faulkner, Ryder D. No McAdoo, I believe he put a post out yesterday saying he won't be there, but those starts could be a game changer for him. And be interesting to see Faulkner, mate. He could really throw it in there two weeks off. He had that nasty crash in the finale in motocross, but he should be ready to do some damage. And you know, his skills in this discipline are just massive. And yeah, there's so many guys that can mix it. I reckon yeah. Kitchen might do pretty well, yeah. mate. I'm definitely excited uh, to see yeah. him for that cool. team switch. And I just wanted to say yeah. no Enzo Lopes and no J-Mart. They're injured, so they'll be sorely missed because they would have added some real spice to it too, wouldn't they? Yeah, Enzo rode really well at the um at the World Supercross. Um it was really fast. Um but yeah, I mean Faulkner, he's got to qualify first. This uh night not been funny. His supercross has not been going well like the last couple of times that he made oh, it to yeah. the end of the start straight. So um pretty yeah, good I mean, depth in that L C Q, isn't it? Yeah, there is like Chris Close, Austin Faulkner, Cody Sharp. Kelly was Breeze. getting some good top tens. Yeah, there's it's a, it's going to be a pretty tense LCQ, I think. And I guess they're taking four out of this one. I don't know how the fact they figured these out while they're taking three from one, four from another. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously you'd like to think Fortnite's going to qualify, but then he's sort of left with the gate pick problem. So yeah, I mean, he could, that's kind of probably going to be his biggest hurdle. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt that he's got the speed and the talent to win. Um, I don't think that's really ever been in question. But um, yeah, in this case, I think this, this his start position is going to be his biggest, his biggest uh, hindrance. <clears throat> and do you think guys like Hamaker and Pierce Brown, super talented guys, have had rough seasons? They could definitely throw it up there and even be in the mix for a podium, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, Seth, um, he had some really good rides in the outdoor. I think it was. Uh, Southwick, maybe he was sort of sitting second. I think it was Southwick, might have been somewhere yeah. else now. He had but, a couple um, of good starts was, and ran up there. Yeah, he was just sort of sitting comfortably in that top three. Um, 
sort of struggled a little bit towards the end of the races, but um, yeah, the speed's definitely there. And he can, if he can get out of the start, he's definitely, yeah, definitely one that can sort of hang it out in that top five, hundred percent. I don't see, but you could really say that for any of them, I guess. I mean, Pierce Brown, another quick rider, Hawkins. De Francesco, De Francesco, he's had some really good starts, sort of the back half of this year, and he rode really well at the last round. Like it kind of seems like his fitness is really coming around. Um, he's not got such a massive drop off. So, um, on a track this not as rough, not as demanding, and he could definitely sort of get a top flight, get a, get a whole shot and run with it, and just sort of. He's got nothing to lose at this point, I don't think really. So just fucking. Just go for it, and there you you've got your deal sort of for next year. You like you're going to gas, gas. Just yeah, end on a high note, I guess. Yeah, well said, mate. And I guess we'll move into the predictions before we do a little bit of motocross and nations chat and weekend preview in the British motocross, which you'll be keeping your eye on keenly. But yeah, I guess in the two fifty class, it's kind of hard to go past Hunter Lauren. I'd say Cooper and Deegan. I'd say that'd probably be my top three. Just looking at it there, they've got the speed edge, and you know, looking like the best at this current point, and. Yeah, I think you'd have to go Jet Lawrence, Sexton, and we'll go Roxon to get on the podium, mate. Good to see him back out there with the yellow bike. Everyone loves Ken Roxon. He's just so good for the sport. He's good for the fans. Can't get enough of Kenny, eh, mate? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Everyone, I think everyone is a fan of Ken at this point. Um, yeah, just thought he's just the whole thing he's been through with everything and come back. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I think I agree. I think four fifty, you get you got to pick Jet. Um, then Chase. I think Anderson. I'm gonna put Anderson for third. I think um, <clears throat> sort of doing those last few races in the nationals are really gonna help him in this situation. Just sort of like getting those gate drops. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm gonna go Jet, uh, Jet Sexton Anderson, and then in the two fifties, uh, I'm gonna go Lawrence Cooper. I'm gonna go Anstey. I think yeah. Uh, I think the I think the hype with Deegan is gonna kind of get to him a little bit and I can see him like washing the front, trying to make an aggressive pass early on, sort of thing. Just sort of trying to force it where it doesn't need to be. Like just sort of, just a typical sort of rookie mistake, really. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. Ansi, I can see Ansi, you can check it on the box. That'll be great to see, mate, that's for sure, for the fans all over the world, especially in Great yeah. Britain. So, mate, and then obviously on the topic of Great Britain, your thoughts on the Team GB announcement? Obviously, Watson, Muse, Gilbert, a lot of conjecture. You know, James and I did a podcast on Adam Sterry wasn't contacted about it. It was really interesting to hear his thoughts on it and how he could have had access to a factory KTM 250. And you know those things are absolute weapons. And like we were discussing off air, you were saying, you know, so important getting out of the gate. The power is so important for those hills and undulations at a place like Ernay. So, yeah, it sort of feels like he was saying it just would have been nice to have been consulted and been considered in the mix and up for consideration. But the team's still great, isn't it, mate? Great riders, great experience. Yeah. Gilbert on that um, Honda 250, obviously, he's a great rider. Just the bike is the question mark there. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. that He's been spinning some pretty fast laps on it, but it's still a great team, mate. You're happy with it? And I guess we're still waiting on... Australia and the USA at this point, but uh, we should get that pretty soon. Yeah, I think um, I think it was kind of the team that most people had predicted. Um, I think a lot of people kind of just kind of forgot about Sterry because he's not really in. You don't really hear about him much over in Britain unless you're sort of actively 
searching for like the ADAC results or looking for him at GPs. But it's but, still not really good enough for him to not be even looked at. And oh, uh, no. Like you see no, soccer right, managers, you know, they have the English yeah. manager will go to other leagues to watch players. So there's only really five or six guys GB has. So it's sort of not really a fair argument out of sight, out of mind, is it? Because he's a super excellent rider. No, no. Just like the fans that just sort of watch the, watch the races, that like that's yeah. kind of, I think, that what they were expecting. They're the best three riders that they see sort of week in, week out. But yeah, if you're sort of Mark Chamberlain and the ACU... Um, yeah, you need to take a serious look at like sort of Sterry because he's like you said, he's got access to a factory KTM, which as we know is one of the best, if not the best, MX2 bike on the line. And the ADAC series is no joke, too, mate. And he's living in Belgium training at Mobile and all these tracks most days against these heavy hitters. So there's a lot there that plays in his favor, too, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, and he has done some MXGP rounds, too. Yeah, I mean, Josh is a great rider and like but the the 250f honda isn't isn't really up to scratch i'm sure they'll they'll do their best to sort of tune it and get it going but um it's just not it's just not a great sort of platform to start with it's not it's got it hasn't got as much power as the yamaha or the ktm um and on a track like earning it's sort of like tight turns up hills you're starting against 450s in every moto you need the best bike possible and i think i i've not i don't i can't speak on if sterry is a better rider than gilbert or if gilbert is a better rider than sterry but the 250 fktm is definitely a better bike than the 250 honda um i think just based on that you to get a good result in this race you need your mx2 rider to get good starts um and yeah i just i just don't see that happening on the on the on a Honda two fifty F Honda, um, I mean even the HRC one is, is isn't as good as the Star Yamaha's in the states. So yeah, but I don't know. Well, it is what it is. Still a good team. It should have been. Be yeah, I said it should have been Starry from the start. But yeah, I mean it's not the strongest team we've ever had. But with a bit of luck, maybe a lot of rain, we could we could pull some out of the bag. I think, but um. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll support them. Well, well, everyone should support them, no matter yeah. what. I mean, I I know like Conrad and Josh personally, and they they both sort of both really nice lads, and they'll give it a hundred percent. I think Conrad's really found found a good form on that four fifty now, so hopefully he can carry that, and um, like the whole sort of two fifty monkey on the back thing will not be an issue. <laughs> Yeah, no, well said, mate. And I guess we've had a couple of other teams announced this week as well. Obviously, no hurlings for the Netherlands, but they've got Belander and Coldenoff and Kaida Wolf. That's an excellent team. Definitely capable of winning. Same with Italy, really excellent team. Maybe it might be a little bit underrated, but Ferrato, Guadagnini, Adamo, that's a definite podium team, massive force to be reckoned with there. Obviously, you hear so much about Team USA. It seems all over the shop, constantly changing guys in and out. Uh, I kind of just wanted to be announced, you know, don't we gone on long enough? And same with Australia, we're just waiting yeah. for that official confirmation, which should come in the next day. So just to finalise everything, mate. But there's a lot of good teams out there. Obviously, Spain, Prado, Fernandez, Braceres. That's an impressive team. Obviously, they would have yeah. ideally probably gone for Farris if he wasn't injured. But that's still a quality team. Braceres has been making some good strides in MX2 the last couple of rounds. So some of those teams are pretty good. And obviously, you can't go past Belgium with Yago, Lucas Kuhn and Liam Everts. So... A lot of strong teams out there, mate, but I think France are probably the favourites at this point. Fevre and Ovial, 
three really legitimately elite riders in France on tracks they know. But the team dynamic, they don't get on so well. A lot of the things we've been hearing Lorenzo was saying, so that'll definitely throw a few things in there, mate. But yeah, you can't ride off of Switzerland with Sewer, Guillo, Tonus. There's a lot of talent when you sort of scratch the surface of those big countries out there, mate. And like we were saying, Finland, yeah. Wendt, Stephen and Havisto, <laughs> all sort of world-level riders and Latvia with Jonas and the Rizoulis brothers. There's a lot of talent on show, mate. The fans should be in for a treat. And I guess your pick of that bunch as well, mate. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, sort of from the outside looking in, I think you go with France, um, sort of out of the teams that have been announced. Um, yeah, with Fevre, Renault and Vial. Fevre's obviously sort of really had a great second half to this year. Renault sort of bounced back from that injury really well, and Vial's had a, just like a real solid year. Um, <clears throat> yeah, French in France. It's, a, it's hard to bet against them. Um, it, it is, but I think yeah, Spain. Obviously, they've got Prado. You've got to, you've got to like him for getting two whole shots. Every possibility can run away with it. Um, I just I kind of hope that the obviously he's had such a big point sleep for such a long time that he hasn't really had to sort of put the hammer down at any point and really sort of push the limit. And I'm kind of hoping that that hasn't doesn't sort of roll into the nations where he sort of sort of struggles to sort of get going and find that intensity where I feel like in the GPs if Fevre's up his ass he's he can he can sort of let him by. It doesn't it's not gonna matter. Whereas yeah, in the nations he's for them to to pull off a win, he he needs to be like get going one one, really. Um because yeah, Fernandez is fast as shit, but is partial to a a little crack every now and again. So if we if you could get Prada with one one and Fernandez a sort of like a like a three four or a three five or something like that and then I'd say the same Bracaras Bracas sort of it sort of relieves a little bit of pressure on him if he could just sort of like stick a top ten in there um and they're they're looking real real tasty um yeah like I said it's really going to come down to the start of that MX two rider and I think the factory KTM that Vial's going to be on um. It's uh, you can really see him just getting a whole shot, couldn't you? If you <laughs> like actually whole shot in the whole race, <laughs> so yeah, and obviously it comes under tactics. Do you put your MS2 guy at the, at the inside? Do you sort of give him the shit? I think if you're a Spain, you give him Prado the best possibility you can give him to get that whole shot and just clear off. Um, whereas I think if you're if you're France, you're putting Vial, you know, Fevre's strong he's going to come through i think you're putting vial at the inside to give him the best possibility of sort of getting a top five star it's not difficult it's not it is a difficult track to pass on so yeah if you if Vial can sort of get a top five star he can definitely hang it out in there and probably sort of end up fifth or sixth um yeah so yeah it's sort of comes down to tactics yeah, it's going to be pretty cool see, just seeing like Fevre racing Lawrence as well. That kind of the two elite guys in terms mm. of speed at the moment. Obviously, Prado's had the championship managed so well, but he's still been riding exceptionally. So that'll be a cool little subplot as well, won't it? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think Spain is very similar to Australia in the fact they've got two really good riders and then the third one's kind of a bit... Could could be really good, could struggle a little bit. So I think if you're, if you're Australia, you're just kind of hoping Jet goes 1-1. And then Hunter, 
it kind of relies on Hunter having two really good rides on the 250, which I think really like. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on him getting good starts, which his starters are can't bar good, sometimes bad. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> Personally, if it was me, I'd have put Hunt on the 450 um, just so he can get out of the gate because you know he can ride a bike. So he's, he's like, chances are he's going to get two top fives or two top sixes and then sort of, I don't know, worry about, I guess you could, I don't know, put Ferris on the 250 or whoever. Wilson Todd's a pretty fast starter, won the championship yeah. down here. Yeah, Wilson Todd, and obviously he's done his fair share of GPs as well. Yeah, personally, I think I prefer that um, because I don't like the fact that you kind of rely on Hunter having two really good rides on the 250 on a track that really favours a 450. Um, but I, I could be proven wrong. Who knows? I mean, Roxon almost won a race out right there. Not there, but in St. John's, kind of similar conditions. Typical French, hard pack, hilly track so yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put any money on it that's for sure <laughs> yeah that'll be fascinating leading up to it mate and i guess before we wrap this podcast up just a quick preview of the british championship this weekend and the state of play there from you mate yeah so I th- this last round was it was scheduled to be it be oxford track um which is kind of very much next door to Cullum. But it's uh like it's been moved to a new track called Monster Mountain, which <clears throat> I've been to, and it's uh questionable at best. Uh, <laughs> it's just um, I if for anyone who hasn't been there, it's kind of like riding on a volcano that's covered in dust in Wales um, so it's uh, it's basically just flat with with some jumps in it's uh, it's not a great track I must admit it's it's yeah I don't I don't like it to end the British Championship there if you want to stick it in in the middle when nobody is too bothered but yeah to end the Championship there I think is a bit of an anti-climax um but the, I think the most championship, I think both the championships have kind of wrapped up. I know they've been putting a lot of emphasis on this whole Kulas, Gilbert, Muse type battle. Um, but in reality, um, I'm just trying to get the points up. In reality, I think Comrade kind of has a relatively decent lead. I know sort of <clears throat> the the battles at the front have been a lot closer the last few rounds, which is has been great to watch, but it's kind of begs the question how hard is um Comrade like really pushing kind of a similar situation to Prado and the GPs. Is um is he kind of really giving it everything he's got? Yeah, I'm just trying to find the championship. There we go. Just... Yeah, so and Cooler's coming back yeah. from America. That'd be yeah. pretty interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, yeah. He obviously would have got a lot of confidence from those rides, wouldn't he? Yeah, so yeah, obviously Kuna's been racing, yeah, that made a higher level than what everyone else has. So that will be interesting. But yeah, Comrade's got a twenty five point lead over Gilbert, so basically a whole race. Um and Kulas is a further eight points back. So um I mean they're still in it. 
basically if Conrad beats him in the first race, it's game over. Um, I'm really, he's, to be fair, the racing, just looking at this, it doesn't look like the racing has been that close. Conrad's gone 2-2-2-2-3-1-1-1-1-1-1. Two, 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 one, 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 one. Um, so, yeah, you kind of like him to <clears throat> wrap that one up fairly fairly comfortably. I think Bob Rashef, Bob Rashef be back. Bob Rashef will be good. He had a really good ride at the Vets. Nation on that 500, he looked really strong, so hopefully, um, he can sort of carry that for me. And but yeah, I'm, I'm liking Comrade, so to wrap that one up, and the uh, 250s, Gifton's got a 42 point lead over Taylor Hamill, so yeah, liking him to wrap that one up. He did have a bit of an absolute shitter at the last round, um, just couldn't stay on the bike by all accounts, but. Yeah, I mean, he had a really good ride at that first race in Turkey. Yeah. First race in Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Like, really showed sort of what he's capable of. Um, So that was really good to see. So, yeah, kind of like gifting to wrap that one up. I've heard Searle is racing the 250. Um, yeah, okay. In the last round. So that would be quite interesting to see if the, uh, the old GTCI Revo Kawasaki can finish two races and then Are you going, mate? I will not be going though. No, I've already been there once this year. So I'm tapped out on that place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll I'll watch the, the stream if there is a stream. But no, I'm not going. You're welcome to go if you fancy it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think um it, I hope that um Billy Askew rides the the MX2 class will be really good to see because he's I don't know if they've got a round there or not. I think they maybe do have a round, but he's got a 42 point lead. So I don't know. I'd be good to see if he does do the pro class because it's interesting to see sort of I saw a lot of people throwing his name around for the nation's team. And I'm like, hang on a minute, like fucking Kid was on eighty five last year. He hasn't even done a pro race yet. Like let's just like pump the brakes. He's um, a bit late talent though, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's really good. Yeah, no doubt about it. And he's doing like the EMX next mm. year, so he's sort of going down the right path. Um. So yeah, I mean, hopefully he can <clears throat> really sort of take a few big steps in the next sort of year, two years, and give Britain someone to fucking cheer for again. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Well said. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? No, just uh, yeah, look forward to a bit of um, bit of SMX on Saturday. Yeah, mate. So, well uh, said. Should yeah, be cracking we'll racing. Be it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, mate. We'll be back next week to talk all about it. But before we uh, wrap this one up, we'd like to thank the sponsors in Golf Racing Fuels, Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Cherbies, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill. And, of course, even strokes for all their incredible support, as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, cheers for joining us again, Brad, and enjoy the weekend. Yeah, and you, mate. Cheers. No worries. Have a good one.